Welcome to my podcast, In the Know. My series of interviews with amazing people doing amazing things as I travel around the world of no-tell. Okay, welcome to In the Know, podcast where I interview the amazing and interesting people that I bump into. I'm your host, Amal Sarva, and today I have with me Money Mark, one of my idols, I must tell you. Oh, wow. One of my idols. Probably the most listened to album of the late 90s for me. Wow. On CD, so it's hard to know how many times I listened to it. Money Mark's keyboard repair, of course. Uh, the creator of a number of other albums after that that are also important. And then sometimes, perhaps unfairly associated a bit too much with his masterful creations with the Beastie Boys over the years, yeah? Oh, wow. That's kind how, of you how right would you, How do you intro your whole deal when I, you get up there? <laughs> um, well, there's a lot of levels of... Uh, of approach there. I mean, I'm a father, but and 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 husband, son, and and brother, and all that. But um, I would say um, for what I do as my craft or art, sometimes I'm th- thinking craft. Sometimes I'm thinking art. I, I'm a, basically a tinkerer, and I invent stuff. So I'd say maybe deep down, I'm just an inventor. I see. That's things. the way we met. I I see things. And I either think, uh, that's cool, I want to do that, or improve on it, or, you know. I think that's how we met, right? I was like a kind of two, two stages before you opening act for a very powerful performance at Maker Fair. <laughs> <laughs> where you In, were tinkering. Uh, where was that? San Marcos or uh, <laughs> West Coast? Yeah, near, near San Rafael. Rafael. Oh, yeah. San Mateo. San Mateo festival grounds yeah, or right. something like that and, yeah. and maker fair is like i don't know it might be the happiest most optimistic place in the world i don't know that disneyland deserves the happiest place on earth it's title possible. anymore when you're at maker fair you are just like vibing with all these people who want to make right. new stuff time stands still for that time yeah. moment that you're there and you were on stage kicking it with a very crazy elaborate contraption of like a hand like a like a, a mechanical um, paper roll playing system, right? Right. It's a pi- piano player, roll. player piano. Yeah. That I uh, developed into a MIDI player piano. So you put a player piano, a piano roll on the machine, and MIDI information comes out of there. But for all the lay people, basically, it's taking music that was documented on these paper rolls and then bringing them into the present time. All right. So you're wondering what this podcast is about? Yeah. First of all, the conceit of it is I do bump into very interesting people, and here you are visiting us at Notel HQ in New York. It is a great pleasure. In the in a building that classic building, New York Times original building, right? And yeah, Times Square is named after the steps building. away. Okay, mm-hmm. you're a lucky mm-hmm. person. It is very cool. Um, and our our headquarters for Notel is here. We're a few hundred people now, and we've been growing and moving every few months. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. uh, around the city, and now we have like an SFHQ, London one, Paris, Berlin, whatever. We're growing, but this is not about that. This is about my project to build uh, the greatest media property in the world. I'm starting humbly with a podcast based on folks like yourself who want to give me a little bit of advice. And so the content and the theme I want to explore with you is your thoughts and advice for creating the greatest media property in the world. That's and I think, I think there are some vectors that you have a lot to offer. Okay. And there may be some surprising ones, things, <laughs> I, things I did not expect. So you ready? I'm ready. Let's All right. do this. So it's called In the Note. I, uh, I got the name from uh, Amy Cuddy, who I think has the most watched TED talk in all of history. She's mm. the power pose person. Right. And I've been talking about different entrepreneurs and media people and this and that and whatever. 
And I think for you, I'm not going to hassle you with, uh, I don't know, maybe should I? Like, okay, so I've got this podcast and I want to make it huge. And I, I do it with a somewhat serendipitous uh, interview format. And that's where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning. Learning how to interview and how to make it interesting and how to make it stuff that's useful. Now, as a creative person, both a tinkerer on gear and a tinkerer with music, who has produced some spectacularly successful and appealing things, solo and in collaboration with others, I bet you got like a thought or two on the act of creation, making the thing that people really want. Hmm. Uh, I think that I think about the I think about these things all the time, and I'm constantly illuminating. I think basically being a curious person, first of all, if you're very curious about things and you want to know how they work or how, mm-hmm. or you want to know something about it, then you just dive in. So I'm, I, for me, it's an immersive thing. Mm. So get crazy into something. Get crazy into and it. And deep inside it, you find... You'll find so many things. You'll find histories. You'll find all these extensions. And those little extensions... Like, you know, there is no original idea. Yeah. But those extensions, uh, the, how those dots were connected to create that thing, mm-hmm. those dots have also these little extensions. And mm-hmm. the deeper you dive into it, you will find something that you could actually explode that idea. Oh. Well, this reminds me of an interesting principle in the land of entrepreneurship, and I want to get your reactions to this. Okay, so uh, a lot of times something happens, like a company just blows up on someone, and people outside in will look at that and be like, man, that dude got lucky. How'd that person get so lucky in that area? And the concept of luck's an interesting one, and and this guy, um, Mark Andreessen, who's like a famous venture capitalist, and he was the creator of Netscape and a bunch of other cool companies, has written about this topic, and he was quoting, um, he'd run across a cool book, I guess, so he was basically just quoting from a book called Chance, Creativity, and... Ah! (laughs) The scientist's name is Austin and he was writing in the 70s. He was mm. a neuroscientist working at Columbia and mm. after a certain point, after all these discoveries, hanging out with all these cool people, decides to write a book about chance and creativity and develops a framework. It's really simple. Four kinds of luck. Luck number one, dumb luck. Just happens to you. Right. Pure serendipity. Something just comes your way. Luck number two, from movement. Just move around, bump into stuff, live in London, walk around L.A. Something better will happen to you than if you were at home in your bedroom doing nothing. Luck number three. Fortune favors the prepared mind. For example, that's a line from Louis Pasteur, the Mm -hmm. famous scientist and inventor who was ready when he noticed some weird stuff when he was making some stuff hot and the process of pasteurization and the removal of bacteria and the thing being safe. Fortune favors the prepared mind. But what you're reminding me of is the fourth type of serendipity that I think in the book somehow he gives it a connection to this like political leader named Benjamin Disraeli, this um, prime minister of the UK. And the idea is that we make our own luck. The way you make your luck is you get deep, you get smart, you get some ability to act and you start taking action. And just as you start pushing on things, other doors open, other things connect, sparks fire. On those four layers, if you were giving some thoughts and advice to me, the aspiring and ambitious creator of the world's largest media property or somebody in their bedroom who's kicking it with some some new beats uh how would you advise getting lucky well lucky let's define it as good luck mm-hmm. let's just say we're talking about good luck definitely because bad luck is uh, also luck mm. um before i answer mm. a friend of mine got in a bad car accident 25 years ago oh no really bad 
uh, rear end, all the electrical, the electrical system in his car went out. So he had no lights and it was nighttime. Mm-hmm. The car stopped on the highway and got rear-ended. Oh, fuck. So both, the car just dies. He's sitting both, in the car. Both hips were snapped. Oh, Lord. In the hospital for months. Met the, the nurse taking care of him. Um, they met and have a beautiful family. Oh, wow. So we're talking about luck. And mm. that's, is that good luck or bad luck? So that is something that I think has to be, actually be defined. You could actually get so big that maybe that's not good for you. The mm. uh, gro- growth at the, at the rate that, who, but who knows that? Like, what is the optimal uh, speed of how you're going to grow? And if you want to be the giant media company, how fast do you want to get there? And you see the top of the mountain, you could get there, it could be weeks or days. This is a very good question. Yeah, I, th- I think I want to get there slowly. Okay. Yeah, so you, I mean, I'm starting and, and, from a, and you're not that guy that in that, that, that documentary solo. You could just climb the mountain with no ropes. I don't think I'm that guy. I mean, by style, I'm a much more collaborative person than I am a solo act. And uh, that perception may or may not be true from others. Like, they, they may not see me that way. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm more like, you know, Keith supporting Mick or whoever mm. your favorite example. Right. Uh, and then you get there. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we should compartmentalize this little time that we have yeah. to just how are you going to get there? Yeah, because when you're you. there, you know, there's so many things. There's just I know. Too I want to go. I know. I want okay, to go. So getting there. Give me a story. Getting yeah. there. Yeah. Getting or even there. the theme of collaboration, because some of some of your most famous famous work is that process. I think of collaboration. all of it is like collaboration. Yeah. And how'd you find these people? How'd you work with them? They must not have been easy. Like, well, even the gear that I use, I used uh, Hammond organs. You know, specifically like mm-hmm. some of the gear that I use, and I dug deep and to find out how this gear worked. I took a screwdriver. And looked at in a voltmeter and mm-hmm. figured out how it all worked electromechanically or electrically well you've told me a story of like in your bedroom growing up uh just like taking shit apart and putting it back together mm-hmm. cutting the cassette tapes making your own loops just all that just knowing as much as possible mm-hmm. so we are we already touched on that so after that but standing on the shoulders of giants i think is what you're getting okay at. Yes, second you're like exactly. people made amazing stuff but you went deep to understand it not just to riff it and, then... and there's the right part of the shoulder to stand on if you're on the edge that you're gonna fall <laughs> <laughs> closer to the neck and uh, <laughs> and brain okay got it. make it real secure okay so stand on the shoulders okay, so, of giants. Yeah. yes and and um I think perseverance is one is another thing. Like you, you want to get there slow, and that means that uh, I think you got to take a lot of notes. Of course, you know you got to be organized. Mm-hmm. In that organization. Um, I think we were talking just a little bit about song, songs earlier, because you know when I see you, you're a big fan of music, and and I'm a songwriter essentially, um, and I always refer to it as architecture. So how these things are built, and I. Building it from building it solid from the get go is is um, super important. I, I, you know, someone like you, I believe, once it gets going, you're gonna able you're gonna be able to steer it. So I, I, it, it's the the uh, the initial it's the logarithmic idea of like the initial mm-hmm. push is that. Spiral as it's spiraling, you don't, you feel like you're not getting anywhere, and then it starts to open up, and then you make these giant, hmm. uh, giant uh, movements 
but at first it's uh it's like someone who's trying to you're just in the mud you're in the mud you're in the mud or suddenly you start flying yeah Yeah. well i was with a guy in the last whatever the last couple episodes who has built a, a reasonably big podcast he's with the economist uh and he's like before you even check the metrics like who's watching or don't even worry about that just make like 30 Make 40, because you're going to suck for a long time. Just do it. And then you'll find, actually, even while you were sucking, you put something in the can that'll pop on you. Exactly. So that goes back to my thing of the persistence Mm -hmm. and, like, just keep going and keep going. And then if you are organized and you take notes, you'll find those little nodes that happen for you Yeah, so on this notes thing. So I was with a famous scientist, Stephen Wolfram, and he uh, is, like, the creator of this amazing software called Mathematica used by all these scientists and engineers and stuff, and he's a famous physicist, and he's, like, a really big deal dude. And so I went and told him I worshipped him, and he's like, yes, wonderful, that's really nice. Show me what you've written. I sent him some stuff, and he was willing to hang out with him. Mm. And he gave me this really cool idea. He's like... I work on a lot of things over long periods of time, but I don't work on grand monolithic projects. I work on little things. The little things, though, are all organized into a giant matrix. I have a vision of a massive project that turns into all these little bits and pieces, and then I go wander around on each one, snacking on them, sometimes getting distracted from one to the other, but every single time filling in a cell in the grid, making progress block by block. This is a screenplay. Ah. This is how screenplays are made. Oh. The best movie screenplays that win awards are everything in it is moving this I, this narrative forward. Mm-hmm. The color, a camera angle, uh, a sound, uh, a dialogue. I mean, they're all equal. They're all equal things in this idea of the screen, the best screenplay. The so, architecture, yeah, you're moving, you're the architecture forward. idea, though, is that is that what you're getting at? It's like. You design the cathedral of a piece of, of music, and then you go look for all the inspired bits and pieces, the sculptures and the paintings and the engineering. And is, is that, or does it come to you complete with like a through line that you need to decorate like a Christmas tree? Yeah, so in music, something that's what they would say is hooky. Sometimes it's an ornamental thing. It's just a sound or a way that someone just went, Ow! you know, or, and that's the hook of the song. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> or sometimes it's that intro it's just the bum 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 and and then the song starts and that becomes the hook of the song Mm. you recognize it but that sometimes it's ornamental things and i I don't i don't think you want this you don't want that that little beat were you just quoting a song that i know well that had like a really deep connection with me just i don't know i think you were okay carry on I think you were quoting your own work, actually. Uh, no, I think it's a Beastie Boys song. So. That's not a beat you did? No. It's, mm. it's a stock beat that you can just find. <laughs> like, your phone, yeah. like everything else on the album. So, but I don't th- yeah, so the ornamental things, are, I don't worry about those things. I think they come after you build this thing. Mm. And then you build the house and then you start decorating it. And then sometimes you put that one thing up there. And that just becomes the thing that uh, is recognizable. Becomes so to the sh- signature to the shallow observer, not shallow, but right. like to the 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 enthusiast of the music. That's the hook. That's their entry point. But presumably, the reason you built this system behind it is because the power and memorability, the durability, what really distinguishes it is not this little hook, but it's the place yeah. you got to. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds me of the Watts Towers. Simon Rodia, and he was this Italian immigrant, and there was an empty lot. He lived in Watts, and he started, well, he was a welder, 
and uh, he started welding the structure and then he started gluing, uh, cementing broken cups and plates that he would find and he built the watchtowers just because he wanted to do it. And then when he, and then in the end, there was these three, three uh, towers. And in the end, when they asked him what it was, he said, oh, he didn't know what it was. And then in the end, he said, oh, you know what? It's the ship that my parents came over on. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. All right, let me so pursue you don't one know, more thing. So you don't know things until maybe you start to do them. So I don't know where you're at. Well, that's your Disraeli, that's your Disraeli luck thing. Yeah. Okay. You and the great prime minister of, of Britain before the war. <laughs> and I think the bias to action, so that is the way that they, they talk about it at Amazon. It's like one of their principles that Bezos insists on. And in a lot of different places, like go and then find where you are and open the next door. I think that is one of the ideas in entrepreneurship, of course, and it sounds like one of your creative principles. Let's talk about collaboration. All right. So you're, I don't know, in the studio, at the keyboard, at whatever, with some other legendary giant, or, or in your early days with other people that inspired you and that you found um, uh, willing participants. Like, I, like, how do you approach it? Are there some people who are, like, I don't know, like, what's the move? What's the, the move, move here? Yeah. Here's the move. And this is an umbrella move mm -hmm. for everything. Mm -hmm. Empathy. Ooh. That is it. Empathy, and there was some silence after I said empathy. That's it. When you're collaborating, when you're having a chat with someone, when you're ordering coffee, when you're on an airplane, or you're at visiting some country that you've never been to, and it's all empathy. And especially in this moment when people have decided they're gonna collaborate and create something. So if both parties are have this idea of empathy, there's an amazing thing gonna, that's going to happen. The, but there's these egos now that are in the room, and I usually will set mine aside completely 100%, and that's kind of a meditative thing, and just become a sponge and just take in as much as possible at that initial the very beginning is very important to take that, that thing in. Uh, the thing, I say thing, but it's just, I'm not really sure. It's just to be open and receptive, 100%. A personal strategy. A personal strategy, right. And, and what about orchestrating it? I mean, you walk in the room with some big honking egos, maybe just one, maybe two, three, five. Like, how does it, I mean... When, that ha when I do that, mm -hmm. it totally breaks down everybody in the room. Oh. If they follow they somehow will follow. They feel safe and they feel that their ego doesn't have to have to protect them or something like that. Um, and that's kind of what usually happens. And I say usually because if that doesn't happen, then I'll start to light my flame. And if nothing's actually happening, I'll just start going myself. But I don't want to do the lead move mm -hmm. at first. Do you put your hand up sometimes and say, like, listen, people? May I propose to you with all respect and kindness that we dial the ego's way back and work with empathy? So, uh, occasionally I have done that, but then you're taking on a, a certain role you there only assertive. when it's appropriate. Yeah. yeah. It's, when it's appropriate. Yeah. I mean, that. And it's that, rarely the, appropriate. The, it's rarely appropriate, though, now at my age, so I. Wise now, men. Now Wise I've, men in the room. Now I have felt, only recently really, that I could possibly do that in a certain instance. 
and you have a lot of experience and you have a lot of uh, expertise and there's something you have gained all of this and people will people respect you for that just for that alone and sometimes they not they're not going to show it because of their ego and it's good that's good it's cool and but you do have to know where your place is that's it mm -hmm. know where your place is and that very that very first spark is the, I think the most important thing. You see, I got a new necklace. Since yeah, I was yeah. Just with you. you warned me against using this table in too noisy a way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Life goal achieved. A moment of beat-free style with Money Mark. Thank you. Thank you. By the way, we did a little beat right at the end of it. There we go.